At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thursday edition of PFTPM, and you know what that means during football season. It's a joint enterprise. Mega Picks podcast, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, which is presented by Verizon. I'm not presented by anything. Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Verizon. So uh, congratulations, I guess. Thank you are you. now owned. I continue to be disowned, unowned, and fully and completely independent. But we get together on Thursdays to do our Mega Picks podcast and... By virtue of the fact that you kicked my ass last week, you get to drive the bus today. And it would have been a clean sweep in the games on which we disagreed, but for Kyler Murray connecting with DeAndre Hopkins, delivering victory for the Cardinals from the jaws of defeat, and forcing you to wear your quadruple XL Kyler Murray jersey. (laughs) Yes, I know. Man, I lost... You know, that game, which, of course, had importance. I would have loved to have had one more game up on you on straight up. Uh, then Monday night, your damn Vikings and Kirk Cousins decided to show up in primetime for the first time this decade, and that screwed up one of my best bets. I was feeling real good. I was going, oh, this is playing out just the way I think. 13-10, Bears are going to slowly wear them down. I got it just where I want it. Eh, eh, wrong, wrong. But, hey, just so you know, you're still awesome. You're still big time. And for this podcast, you're also sponsored by Verizon. So don't worry. All right, man. We're all good. What if I don't want to be? Tough. You are for this one. Nothing you can do. (laughs) Hey, here's the thing, though. Even though you are 11 games ahead of me straight up, best bets. Gosh. I I am above water. 16, 11, and 3. You were 12, 17, and 1. And I'd have been 2 and 1 last week if Nick Chubb just would have scored the damn touchdown. You go up by 10. You think the Texans was, were going to score 10 points in the final minute? They could have played three games on Sunday, and the Texans <laughs> wouldn't have scored 10 more you're, points. You're right. That, uh, another example of uh, why it's I just can't imagine gambling lots of money on these games. In the NFL, where it's so close, you don't know the real history of these injuries and what's going on during the week, the weather, all those things. And I'm my best bets, man. I give you credit. You're good at picking them out every week. I can never pick the right one. It's unbelievable. I, it just drives me crazy, and I've fallen apart uh, lately. But as always, odds are provided by Points Bet Sportsbook here at NBC. Whenever you hear us talking gambling or lines, it's been provided by Points Bet Sportsbook. So it's Kyler time. Okay, baby, here we go. Kyler Murray, my quadruple XL. Thursday night football, this is awesome. We got a real game. It's got implications. 
it's in Seattle. It's not that long after Arizona beat Seattle. This is this is big football tonight. Who are you going with? Dangerous or your little friend Kyler Murray? Yeah, this is a tough one because I could see it going either way. I would never wager anything of value or anything of not value. I would avoid this game completely and entirely because who knows what's going to happen. This is one of those throw it out once they kick off and just sit back and enjoy it. But if I have to pick a winner, and I have to, I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go Arizona completes the sweep. Kyler goes to 3-1 and one against the Seahawks. I don't believe in the Seattle defense. The offense isn't sufficiently diversified. Brian Schottenheimer is going to become under more and more scrutiny because of the failure to get the ball into the hands of DK Metcalf. And maybe they'll force feed it to him down the field. But you and I have been advocating a more creative approach, receiver screens, jet sweeps, other ways to just get that freak of nature in a complimentary way. The football. So I think they will fail. I'm hoping for another exciting close game that goes down to the finish, maybe a little overtime. Cardinals 34 Seahawks 31 is the throw a dart, close your eyes, and hope it lands on the bullseye selection by me. Well, it, it is it is that kind of game. Like, I mean, I agree with you. There's, there's nowhere you can just look at it and go, oh, well, just because of this matchup, I think this team clearly has the advantage. No, there's too many things. It's very evenly matched game in a lot of ways. And let's not forget, I mean, yeah, the first time the Cardinals won, but the Seahawks were this close to really kind of putting them in a tough spot late third quarter, early fourth quarter, where it was going to be like, I don't know if they can really come back here. Cardinals are playing better now than they were then. And Seattle is playing lesser now than they were then. But Carlos Hyde is back tonight. I got to think there's a little bit of a let's get back into the run, running the football just enough to where teams just can't always play coverage, always play coverage. You heard me today on the show say, if you're going to throw it all game long against the Cardinals, you're, you're playing risky business because they are good in the secondary. Vance Joseph is very creative, the things they do there. They got a lot of linebackers slash defensive end type guys where you don't know if they're going to blitz or drop back and do all of those things. And I think the best way to combat that is to run the football a little bit and take away some of that creative nature there. Jamal Adams back, you know, him being around Kyler Murray. Listen, I'm like you. It's a little bit of like close your eyes, throw the ball, throw the dart at the dartboard. We'll see what happens. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go. I just can't see Seattle losing four out of five. So I'm going to play the the odds of I think they find a way to win this football game at home. Russ takes care of the football like you, close as hell. But I'm going to go Seahawks 30 to 28. And so you are already trying to thread a thin needle because the Seahawks are favored by three. So you're picking the Cardinals to cover the Seahawks. I, 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 so you, I originally had a three point win for Seattle. I've had this happen to me and I just went, okay, I don't want to have a push. So what am I going to do? Do I think it's more likely that the Cardinals, you know, Seattle's down and scores late to just go ahead or, you know, do they win by more of that convincingly? So I went with the close one, and that's why, uh, yeah, the Cardinals covering. But we'll see. I am excited to watch this one tonight. I mean, definitely two of the five best quarterbacks in the game right now. You know, both are in the MVP conversation. And I think if Kyler Murray had a real big game tonight, like statistically, and they win, I think he catapults right up into Mahomes, Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, top four MVP guys. And that'll be uh, interesting to see tonight, too.
He's already top four. I think he goes to top oh, two if he you wins might be. tonight. Right. You're right. I forgot. Yeah. He is up in the top four. Um, all right. So you ready for 1 p.m. football now? Let's do it. Here we go. We got another big one. I mean, holy cow, Batman. Titans, Baltimore, Ravens sitting there both at six and three, both reeling a little bit. I mean, you go six and four in the AFC, you're fighting an uphill battle and to get in the playoffs right now. Baltimore's favored by six and a half. I'm still shocked by that. Over under at 49. Mike, do you think Baltimore can put to sleep the demons of playoff past against the Tennessee Titans? They say they're not motivated by getting any sort of revenge, and it's never revenge when somebody came in and did their job. It's only revenge if they beat you up in the alley after the game, right? The Titans wanted to advance. The Ravens wanted to advance. The Titans won. I still believe that this time around, overall, and both teams are feeling desperate right now, the Ravens are better across the board. They're playing at home. They know the stakes here. They can't afford to lose again. They've got a game at Pittsburgh coming up on Thanksgiving night. I like the Ravens to win and cover by a half point. I've got it 24-17. Baltimore wins. Low-scoring game, but Baltimore gets back to basics, runs the football, passes selectively, and the Titans just have been sputtering on offense lately, and I think against a defense like Baltimore's, they're going to have a hard time. So give me Baltimore. Give me Baltimore by seven. So I'll take the Ravens to win and to cover, Chris. Yeah, uh, it, th- this is an interesting one. Again, I think it's a, a very evenly matched football game. Uh, I do. I think the Titans match up with the Ravens in a lot of ways that are positive for them. You know, one thing I want to ask you while we're sitting here, too, what's the? we know we got the no Calais Campbell. We saw that was an issue last week for, for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Brandon Williams, he came out of the game at one point. Do you know what his status is right now, just as we're talking, and I'll continue to talk maybe why you can look that? All, all, all we know is the Wednesday injury report, and I saw Calais Campbell did not practice right. with that calf injury. Yeah. So, you know, the problem is we're doing this Thursday morning. We I have know. incomplete injury information, but I, I don't know at this point whether or not we're going to see Campbell or any of the other injured guys who didn't practice. Yeah, yesterday. okay, and I wouldn't expect to see Campbell. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. When I look at this game – the Titans, ever since they lost to your Minnesota Vikings earlier in the year, right? They've been pretty damn good on run defense. They got a lot of they big... won. They won that game. I know. Oh, you're sorry. They won by a point. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. But got run over by Dalvin Cook and company, and that's what I meant to say in that fact. Ever since then, they've really gotten better at run defense. Now, they have pass defense issues. We know that. But, but the Ravens aren't a good passing football team. You know, so the, to me, there goes into a little bit like last week where Vrabel's going to look at New England things on film and go, wait, I know how to coach that and do that, and okay, all right. So I give them a real advantage there th- this time around uh, as far as slowing down the run, predictable pass game, helps them there. Hey, on the other side of the ball, you're right. The Ravens are special, and that, that offensive Titans attack has certainly sputtered. Um, but the way that... New England ran the ball on Baltimore last week. I got to think that the Titans are going to see some of that. I got to think that the Titans in their, you know, long week off after playing Thursday night football realize that there's got to be a little more to the offense. There's got to be more than just Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, play action pass off the same run we've looked. Oh, back to Derrick Henry, play action pass off of the Derrick Henry run we just looked. There's got to be something else to defend there. 
So we'll see. I think that'll be a big aspect of the game too. I'm going to go opposite of you here again. So we're going we're going opposites. Wow. I'm going Titans. I am. I just have more a little more faith in their offense right now than I do Baltimore's. And I'm not saying a lot there, but I also just think they match up well and I think they have the coaching staff, especially on the defensive side of the ball to slow down the Ravens things that we see so successful against most teams. Rave, I'm going Titans 23-20. One last point on this, too. The Titans better get their special teams act together. Yes. John Harbaugh, a former special teams coordinator, if there's any flaws, if there's any discrepancies, if there's any openings, it will be exploited by the Ravens, whether it's the missed field goals, the blocked punts, the bad punts. That's why they lost last Thursday night to the Colts. That's right. That's why I thought maybe the line was a little misleading in that way to go like, hey, the Titans weren't like – physically beat around last week I mean they just yeah you're exactly right they're special teams and they just messed up some situations all right go to the next one here we go we got the Lions at the Carolina Panthers Carolina favored by one and a half over under at 48 Mike uh, Panthers coming off a loss Lions coming off a win what do you think uh, goes down in this one Panthers to me are better than three and seven. Lions are worse than four and five. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater seems to be okay after the knee injury last week. I'll take the Panthers. I just think it's time for them to win, even without Christian McCaffrey. Only giving one and a half kind of surprises me. It's in the conversation for a best bet. I've got Panthers 24, Lions 20. Well, I have Panthers 24, Lions 21. I, I, I see the same. The Lions defense ain't good enough. You know, that, that Panthers offense can do a little bit of both. Uh, I think they're going to be able to move the ball on that Lions defense, certainly. And, yeah, I'm sure the Lions will make some plays against Carolina, too. But I, I'm with you. I think this is a week, finally, that Carolina, who's played some good football through their losing streak, they find a way to win this football game. Uh, because I just don't know if it's a Lions offense that's good enough to – really take advantage of some of the flaws that Panthers defense has. So, okay, we're both on the same one there. Now, let's go to the Eagles, the ugly freaking Eagles against, yes, the 6-3 and three Browns at home. Browns favored by three, over under at 47.5, Mike. Think there's any way the Eagles pull this off? I don't know how the Browns are only favored by three points. Now, they were favored by three points last week against the overmatched Texans yeah. and pushed – and, and look, the Eagles have had some, some competitive games against AFC North teams. Uh, but, boy, I, I just, you know, you just pound the ball, take advantage of the fact that the Eagles' defense is suspect. Um, look at what Daniel Jones did to them last week when they had two weeks to get ready. Questions about the Eagles' offense. I just think the Browns are the better team, and the Browns win the games they're supposed to win. That's one thing they have going for them. Kevin Stefanski gets his team ready and gets them in position to win the games they should win. Nick Chubb is back. Kareem Hunt's getting it done. That opens up the passing game. I just think right now, even though the Eagles are in first place in the worst division we've seen in a long time, they, they just seem like they're in disarray. The, yeah. the comments from Doug Peterson earlier this week, not encouraging from the standpoint of getting it together and getting it fixed. I think they have to bottom out a little bit more before they get into that late-season mode where they start winning games and start resurrecting their chances. And maybe it bottoms out after this one, but I just don't see the Eagles winning. I think the Browns pull it off, and, and I think the Browns cover. I've got 27-20 Cleveland. I, uh, you, know, you said a lot of good things. I have no faith in the Philadelphia Eagles either. It's, just, it's hard to really pick them. It really is. They have problems stopping the run. We know that. That's not good against Cleveland. 
Now, where I think the line might be a little closer than we expect is because of this aspect, at least at least what jumps out to me. Eagles are a good pass defense, you know, and Cleveland is not a creative pass offense. You know, they're a lot like your Minnesota Vikings. The, the pass offense doesn't really work unless the run game works. I think that the Eagles will be able to slow down that attack in the run game to where they they get gashed, but not like so gashed that you're just like, whoa, they're getting pulverized into the ground that way. I think they'll be a little there because of the fact that Schwartz will have a little freedom of going, I'm not worried about them doing some things that other teams have done to us in the past game. You know, and the other aspect of it, too, to where I also just, you know, you got to pick Cleveland. Cleveland... Great front four. We always talk about not great in pass coverage. Well, who cares? I mean, Philadelphia can't throw the ball. It's it's not good schematically. It's not great personnel. Everything we talk, how can you trust Carson Wentz? You know, we know that pa- pass rush can get to quarterback. They'll be around Carson Wentz. That usually means he throws stupid interceptions and things like that. I'm going to pick a close one because I think the Eagles are desperate, but I'm going to go Browns 21-20 uh, with a lot of the same thoughts that you had. Needle thread. All right. The old needler. Right, needle I'm thread. back, baby. Yeah, That's right. Thread. Nope. Dr. Needle. Dr. Needle. All right. Here we go. New England going to Houston. Patriots favored by two over under at 49. Mike, I'll lead this off um, if you don't mind, just because to break up the monotony of you first and then me second. The Houston Texans defense, man, do you think they got any chance of stopping this Patriots run game? I don't think so. I really don't. So between that and the fact that they're going to be able to control the clock, pound the Texans into oblivion, and then the Texans can't run, and they just really, the only thing they do effectively is throw the football with Watson, and I think the Patriots have the formula there. So to make it short and sweet, I'm going with the Patriots. It might not look pretty, but I'm going to pick them to win 27-21 on the road. I look at the line and I ask myself, did the Texans slip into some sort of a wormhole and bring back DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien? I don't get why the Patriots are favored only by two. It feels like a trap. I don't care. I've got Patriots 23, Texans 14. It it, it is one of those bright, flashing, best bet lights for me, the pasta and meatballs gut feeling There's no way the Patriots aren't going to cover this spread. They're moving in the right direction. The Texans are in disarray. I I think the the Patriots win. Now, nothing's going to be easy for the Patriots this year, but now that they've turned it around, they've won two in a row, they beat the Ravens, that's given them a lift. I just, I don't see it for the Texans this week or pretty much any week. No, I'm with you, and um, I'm also with you that in, in, in bright lights flashing to me, that is one of the games I've started as well for best bets. Uh, So I'm with you there. All right. Let's go to uh, Steelers, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got no chance. They're underdogs by 10 points. Uh, They've got no chance. Let me mention that again. The over-unders at 46.5, they've got no chance. How much do you have the Steelers winning by? I've got Pittsburgh 31, Jacksonville 13. And look, I know what the Jaguars did last week, but to play the Packers as tough as they did and still lose, I think that's the – that's the Rocky Balboa punch to the midsection where I don't think you can shoot your shot a second week in a row after coming close to beating one of the better teams in football. I think that there's, there's just a, a just this why bother kind of a sense. And look at where they are right now, one and eight. And I respect the fact that they don't just give up, but the Steelers are not wired to step into a trap. The Steelers organization remembers vividly 
the occasions when Jacksonville yeah. has handled them. And, you know, Chris, twice now on Mike Tomlin's watch, the Jaguars have beaten the Steelers twice in Pittsburgh in the same year. Yeah. It happened in 2007, and it happened again in 2017, regular season, postseason. So they get an opportunity to jump up and down on the Jaguars' throats. They're going to take it. I think the line is too small, even at double digits. I think the Steelers are going to romp, and they're going to pull the starters early and get those guys rested up for Thursday night against the Ravens. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't see really how the Jaguars can pull this off either. I mean, I, I'm with you there. I mean, first off, you know, yeah, they kept it close against Green Bay and company last week with, you know, Green Bay starting corners not in the game. They didn't play. Green Bay's run defense is not good. You know, it's set up for, yeah, we got a rookie quarterback and a few talented guys on offense to keep a game close that way. Let alone, let's not forget that Green Bay came out in the second half, 17-10 lead. It's going to be a big pass play to Devontae Adams. The ball gets fumbled. That evens the game up. I just don't see Pittsburgh making any of those mistakes, and Pittsburgh's better than Green Bay. And, yeah, they could be either way. It could be a letdown from last week. Or even if you're feeling good and cocky and like, hey, we played with the Packers, it just doesn't mean crap against this group. And then the Jaguars' defense, you know, yeah, they're not good at anything. So, you know, they're, they're to me, it's just eventually the Steelers just wear them down. Kind of the way we always see them. Defense dominant, offense kind of meh at first, and then they get a feel for how they attack you, and then they put the pedal to the metal just a little bit more and they pull away. I'm, I'm going to go um, – where is my pick here? Here we go. Steelers 28-17 to winning this football game. And, and to your point about, yeah, they fell asleep at the wheel a little bit a few weeks ago in Cowboys. I would have a hard time thinking they fall into that trap again. They probably learned their lesson there. Um, so, all right, we're both on the Steelers. There we go. You ready for the next one? Falcons, Saints. Let's do it. All right. Saints favored by five. They're at home over under at 50. Falcons coming off a of bye week. Falcons played the Saints tough last year. Let's not forget about that, Mike. How do you see this one unfolding? Well, we still don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be, and Sean Payton, to his credit, has done a nice job of keeping it quiet. I'm doing one last check here to see if there's any evidence or inclination to show who's going to be the starter. I don't think it matters. I think Sean Payton and company will craft something that will bedevil Raheem Morris and the Falcons. The Falcons have had two weeks to get ready, but what are they getting ready for? They probably spent the first week getting ready for Drew Brees. Now they got to tear it all up. Is it Jameis? Is it Taysom Hill? Is it some of both? Does it even matter at this point as the Saints are firing on all cylinders and they don't have much breathing room because they have to worry about the Buccaneers? So I think the Saints win this game regardless of who's at quarterback. 28-20 is my pick. I... I, I and, and I'm kind of flirting with the idea of making it a best bet, but you know we've seen some Falcons and Saints games over the years that defy expectations. I think the Saints should win this one, uh, but uh, uh, you know that's why they play the games. So 28-20 is my pick, and uh, I wish I knew who the quarterback was going to be, but Sean Payton's still the coach, as I said, so yeah. give me the Saints. That's right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting Jameis Winston. I am, and that's how I'm betting on the game as of right now and, and picking the game. And, and, and I'm with you in a lot of ways where, you know, again, I'm not trying to say Jameis Winston is better than Drew Brees. I will say, I bet you there's a part of Atlanta that's disappointed it's going to be Jameis Winston. And not from the fact that, oh, no, but it's just it changes the formula and how the offense works. Atlanta, Raheem Morris, 
They gave that offense issues last year. Raheem Morris understands the Sean Payton offense. You've heard me say that before. There's a lot of similarities to Gruden. Raheem spent a lot of years on the Gruden coaching staff. So he understands the rules and everything that go on with that. You know, now some of that passing game, of course, is still going to be there. But you do have to worry about some more aggressive passing plays being called now with Jameis Winston in there as well, which changes the dynamic. And I think unlike last year, I'm expecting Jameis Winston and I think we will see the Taysom Hill sprinkled in. He won't be just, oh, he's the backup quarterback. We can't risk putting him out there. I think it's it's too much a part of the offense right now. And I think he'll want to do that to take the pressure off of Jameis Winston, who didn't get to play preseason in this offense, hasn't done anything for 10 weeks. But ultimately, the Saints are a better football team. I, I, I don't envision this being high scoring, though. That's where I guess I look at the line and I'm a little different, where I go, man, favored by five, okay, but over under at 50, uh, I, I feel like this is one of those games where both teams know each other really well and it'll be a little bit more low scoring than we expect. I'm going Saints 23-17 to 17 here. And I have my eye on the under there as a possibility for one of my bets, wow. best bets. Yeah, interesting. I know. All right. We'll go to Joe Burrow versus his old college buddy and Chase Young. Bengals at Washington. Washington favored by two. Over under at 46 and a half. Washington's defense is good. Joe Burrow and that offense slipped up last week. Mike, do you think they get back on track in this one? You know, I, I swore off picking either of these teams for emotional reasons, <laughs> which I've been doing with Washington and I've been doing with Cincinnati. And now I have to pick one of the two teams in this game, so I don't know what to do. I have more faith in the Bengals, uh, even though Alex Smith's comeback story continues to be one of the most compelling and inspiring sports stories of all time. Ron Rivera finishing his cancer treatments, compelling and inspiring. But I think the Bengals, I just think the Bengals are going to want it more. Even though the Bengals are done, Washington technically still in the race. I think they know they're done too. Give me the Bengals in a close one, 24-20. Not going to be a best bet. I, I just got to pick one of the two. And again, they both have burned me in recent weeks. I wish I could pick both to lose. Maybe this one will be a tie. But uh, barring a tie, I'll go Cincinnati 24, Washington 20. It, it is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go the opposite here, though. I'm going to go with Washington winning this one. Cincinnati, the the passing game, they live and die by Joe Burrow and the shotgun right now. I just think that's a little too one-dimensional against this Washington football team defense. I do. You know, I, I'm very impressed with what they do on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Their biggest issue, of course, is their lack of offense at times that continually wears their defense out. But Bengals defense, not great. I think Alex Smith and company will be able to do just enough and I think the defense will keep Joe Burrow and his playmaking in check with that great front four. They're pretty good in coverage in the back end. I'm going to go the football team wins 20-17 to 17 over Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Anything else you want to uh, say? No, I, I, think, I think that's it. I think you've got it. Uh, we disagree on a lot of the games early. What we need to do now is take a break, and we'll look at the late afternoon games as Tua Tonga-Vailoa tries to go to 4-0. and Will you and I continue to disagree? I hope so. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned Podcast, and we'll be back with more right after. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's your weekday lineup on the NBC Sports Channel on Peacock. Start your day with PFT Live. End your day Tuesday through Friday with Chris Sims. That's a weird before and after. I don't know what's the before and what's the after. The shaggy Sims in the late afternoon slot or the clean five-head Sims in the early morning. Clean five-head. Got to go clean five-head. Yeah, yeah. I I can't stand that shaggy picture. I wish they would change that one, certainly. Um, But... Hey, at least I have two pictures on that graphic. I mean, there's only one of you. That must say a lot. They must have been like, whoa, whoa, that's too many Florio faces on there. Let's just put a logo. (laughs) Are you done? I'm done now. You ready? Go ahead. (laughs) Yes. All right, here we go. Afternoon games, the red-hot Miami Dolphins. I mean, on fire. Fun to watch right now. It seems like they have a little bit of like the belief that you've talked about with the Cardinals, where it's just like right now they it feels like when they step on the field, they think they're going to win the game. I think it's cool to watch a young team kind of go through that transition. On the road against the Denver Broncos, points bets got the Dolphins favored by three points here. All right? Over, under at 45 and a half. Mike, will the Dolphins win? Will they cover? You know, with the Broncos, you never know when they're going to find a way to stumble into something. But Drew Locke's banged up. The team is struggling. They're done for all practical purposes. Unless the Dolphins are feeling a little bit unjustifiably good about themselves, they should win this game and they should win it easily. I'll go Miami 24, Denver 13. Best bet consideration for this one, Chris, and and I, I know that just because Miami's won five in a row doesn't mean they're going to win the next seven. But this is one that uh, you look at it objectively and say, yeah, why are they only favored by three? This team is too good to only beat the Broncos by three. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I was a little shocked by that, too. And the way the Dolphins defense is playing, Drew Locke has been careless with the football, you know, even when he's healthy. And, you know, it sounds like he's going to play this week not healthy. But that has to, you know, change or he's not going to be a starting quarterback in Denver. He's going to have to reel it in to a degree there. But that is what, what I look at as the matchup and just go, man, I like some of these young weapons on on Denver. I mean, K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy, they look damn good. There's no doubt. But I just don't know if the offense is diverse enough right now and Drew Locke's good enough right now to take advantage of a defense that's very talented and very well coached and creative. And I guess then the other side of the ball, you know, when you talk about like you never know what Denver team you're going to get, 
Yeah, because some weeks it seems like their defense shows up and really has a great game plan, and you go, wow, where was this defense last week or whatever else? I will say the one thing that scares me is, of course, you've heard me say this, Tua and that offense, it's been predictable to this point. It's been effective, but it's been, like I've said, runs and boots and screens. That's all it is. I, I just can't imagine Fangio lets that go down like that a whole lot. I'm with you. I'm going the Dolphins, but that's just one little aspect that scares me. And I'm picking the Dolphins 27-17, and I am there with you in best bet consideration as well. That's one of my five that I have starred from today. All right. You just so we're clear, just so we're clear, because apparently there was a uh, discrepancy. I meant to say if I didn't say 24-13, not 24-14, that one point, you never know. It could make a difference for someone, somewhere, somehow. Yeah, you're, you're right. Okay, good. You got that straight. All right, now, Jets, Chargers. Chargers favored by eight and a half, which is shocking to me. I know the Jets are not good, but I, you know, I don't know. I think if you took the team off the field, the Chargers would still come down to a field goal in the end of the game. They would, they would fumble it, and somehow people, ghosts would score touchdowns, and they'd make the game and screw it up. I mean, that's just what the, the Chargers do. Either way, over under forty seven. Um, I think points. You go bet, first. I think points bet's a little crazy with this point spread. All right, I do. I'll tell you that points bet. I love that you're sponsoring NBC. I don't know if I agree with you on this one. I mean, the Chargers. First off, I, I, I guess what I look at and I go, this Jets defense. All right, it's not bad. It's a decent unit, and there's nothing on the Chargers other than Justin Herbert's big right arm that I really would be scared of. And they don't have a diverse, schematical, awesome offense to throw the ball all over the lot anyways. And they continually beat their head against the wall and run the ball. And most times they're not really all that effective. Uh, so I, I think in a lot of times they play against the strengths of their team. That's where the Chargers really frustrate me. And with the receivers back healthy with the New York Jets, you know, not that it's a great group, but it's good enough between Crowder and Perryman and Denzel Mims being back healthy there, we saw they made a few plays against the Patriots. I mean, that, that, that got scary for the Patriots there. So I'm going to pick the Chargers because I'm not going to pick the Jets until they win a game. I can't do it. I could see this being the game, though, and I'm picking the Chargers 24-23 to in this one. You know, I agree with everything you said up until the very end. You're going to do it? This is the week. This is the this week, is huh? This is the week. Yeah. This is the week. Two weeks to get ready. Look at what they did against the Patriots. The Chargers are just hardwired to find a way to lose. And with the receivers back, Joe Flacco having a little more experience playing, um, I, this, this is the week. This is the week that they avoid 0-16. And uh, it may not ultimately avoid... Trevor Lawrence and a house cleaning, but but this is their last best chance to win. This is the Super Bowl for the New York Jets and probably the closest they're going to get to the Super Bowl for a very long time. This is the game that the Jets win 24-21. Wow, there you go. Good for you. I didn't have the guts to do it. I really thought about it. I really did because I, I had the same th thoughts going through my brain as you did, uh, but I just couldn't pull the trigger on that one. All right. Let's go to some real football now. Here we go. I'm excited for this one. Green Bay Packers at the Indianapolis Colts. Points bets got the Colts up favored by one and a half. 
Over under at 51. Really good defense against Aaron Rodgers and company, Mike. How do you think this shakes out? Well, look, the, the Colts keep changing my mind. I know. Almost on a weekly basis. Right. And I'm surprised they're 6-3 and three because I feel like they've been more up and down than that. Yeah. But, look, they, they could have lost last Thursday night to the Titans. It was that special teams combined gaffes, the, the short punt right. that gave Indy a short field to take the lead and then the block punt that let them go up by 10, and that was it. Yep. I know the Colts have a great defense, but Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, I think, is a little banged up, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 149 yards last week. Uh, I, I just th- This is just one of those, and I have a vivid recollection of 2012, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers remembers it even better than I do. The Packers went in there and lost to the Colts and then rookie quarterback right. Andrew Luck. Rodgers knows they don't have much room for error here, that they're in the driver's seat for the number one seed. There's going to be fans in the stands, and they're going to have some external energy to get the lawnmower engine started. They have a hard time at home with no one there. They do better on the road when people are there, and I just think that, that all things considered, this is a game the Packers win. They get to 8-2. and two. They win 27-20. Uh, um, I, maybe even a best bet. I'm not sure. But I, I feel strongly the Packers are going to win this game. Okay. All right. Well, I don't feel that strongly, okay, counselor? I don't. I'm picking the Colts. I'm going Colts. Just 20. when you were getting back in Aaron Rodgers' good graces by moving him up to number two. It is weird this year. Quarterback list. I know. All right. I know. I feel like I have been like that, though. I mean, I can't deny it. And uh, You know I always love Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's never anything against him. Not this week. I know. I don't. Well, you know, I, I just think it's a tough matchup for their football team. One, it's a scheme that they've shown to have some issues with. That they play this Seattle scheme, and they got the talent in the Colts do it. We saw Jacksonville last week. They play it. They're young. They're not as good at it. But it posed some problems for Aaron Rodgers and company at times. You know, the 49ers and the Chargers from last year, same type of scheme. You know, and the big thing is the Colts can get to the quarterback with four. They don't ever have to blitz. They don't really blitz much at all. And they can play coverage. And I don't think the Packers' run game is hitting on all cylinders. And then when I flip it around, even though I am scared of Phillip Rivers, as always, I mean, I just, how can you not be? You just never know with him. You, you don't. But I think the aspect of the Packers and their inability to stop the power run game is just going to give the Colts enough offense. T.Y. Hilton back another week healthy. The extra time they had, all of that. I'm going Colts winning this one, 24-21. Uh, I think it's a tough matchup for Green Bay and everybody there, so I'm uh, I'm going to ride with the Coltsies here. Are you, are you thinking best bet? I am thinking best bet. I know. Oh, interesting. I know. We got some good disagreements this week, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how this shakes out. Now, I'm already behind by 11 games. Who the hell cares? What, but you can make it up in no time. 11 games is nothing. You could catch me in four or five this week. That's nothing. Don't give up yet, Dr. Doom. Don't go doom on yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not worried about that. I'm just picking who I think is going to win. Yeah. I'm not I, trying well, to, I'm, I'm not you. trying to be a contrarian. No, and I hope that not. I know. After last week, when I got a little loose with some of these to have some fun and it blew up in my face, no. I'm back to, I'm picking who I think is going to win, period. All right. Well, I hope that blows up in your face, too. I'm hoping for that, at least. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to. Oh, oh, oh. 
He's back on the ship in Minnesota. He ditched you guys and you couldn't win a game, but now you've won a few and he's all back on. He is. He's Mr. Viking. Forward we go. Yeah, I can picture you like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic in front of the boat. Like, ah, I'm the greatest Viking in the world. <laughs> all right. I've had enough fun. Points bets yes. got the Vikings favored by seven. All right. At home against the Cowboys. Over under at 48 and a half. Mike, are you loving them or loving them not this week? Well, you know, the Cowboys have had two weeks to get ready for this, and Big Red will be back at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Not that it makes much of a difference. Look, the offensive line stinks. The Vikings defense is this collection of no-names that are getting better each week thanks to the tutelage of Mike Zimmer and the staff. Dom Capers this year blending in some 3-4 concepts. They've been playing a lot of cover, too. They've been run- They've been just getting to the ball and they get into the ball and making plays and suffocated the Chicago Bears offense and I don't know how that's going to work against a great offense but the Cowboys don't have a great offense it's fitting that they're known as America's team because their performance is pretty much matching the performance of America right now <laughs> I don't like the Cowboys this weekend I like the Vikings 31 to 20 covering the seven won't be a best bet but I think that this this is the game where the Vikings get back to 500 where they go from here Remains to be seen. They got the Panthers and Jaguars before they go play the Buccaneers. But uh, I, I think that they will be 5-5 five and five going into those next two games. Yeah. Um, listen, I don't have a lot to say here. Yeah, you're, you said it. The Vikings defense getting better. There's no doubt. The, the, the Cowboys offense doesn't have enough ways to attack it, in my, in my opinion, with a guy like Mike Zimmer. He's going to be all over some of their stuff. And – Dalvin Cook's amazing, and the run game is getting to the line of, like, it doesn't really matter what defense it is, it's, it's going to be effective. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be 150 yards every week, but as long as it's effective, just like we saw last week. Didn't get to 100, but it was good enough to where the Bears had to be worried about it, and that gave Kirk Cousins lanes to throw the ball. I'm going Vikings 28-20. I'm with you. Let's go. Put on your. Uh, you would look kind of good as a blonde with braided hair like a Viking in front of the Viking ship. I'd like to see that look. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There, there may be many other things you see, but that will not be one of them. All right, let's take a break. Primetime games coming up the Sunday and Monday night as the Chiefs look for revenge on the only game they've lost in the last calendar year. More PFTPM and Chris Sims unbuttoned right after this. PFTPM and Chris Sims unbuttoned. It's time to hit the primetime games. Presented by Verizon. Oh, Prime yeah. Time. Sunday night, Monday night. Chris, get us going. Primetime presented by Verizon. Kansas City going to Las Vegas. Points, points books got Kansas City favored by seven. Over under at 40, 56 and a half. Excuse me. Over under at 56 and a half. And Chiefs are pissed off. And John Gruden and the Raiders had a low-blow, drive-around-the-stadium victory lap. That's going to piss the Chiefs off even more. And I just can't believe he did that. I really can't. I was made aware this week that there was a history of this already. Did you know that? That John Gruden, early in his Raiders career, had done this. One of his first wins as the Raiders head coach the first time around where he did this with the Chiefs. So it's hard for me to think that it was a mistake and it was on a bus drive or things like that. Stuff's going to get personal this week. Mike? I know you're picking the Chiefs. How much do you have them winning by? 
I've got the Chiefs winning by 13, and it could get worse than that. I just think when you get the full attention of the Kansas City Chiefs, you have trouble. They can win when you catch them flat-footed, except in the last calendar year against the Raiders. The fact that it was the Raiders who beat them will give the Chiefs even more of a radar lock on the target, and it will be ugly. I hope it isn't for the sake of our primetime audience. I hope people watch all of the game. And, hey, watch Whoa. all the game. You'll see Patrick Mahomes, right? But but I don't think it's going to be close. I think it could be worse than 34-21. I think that with two weeks to get ready, I talked to Travis Kelsey after their last victory where they barely beat the Panthers, one of those games where they weren't really all that engaged and they still won. He said, I don't plan on losing anytime soon, and we want to get the Raiders back for what happened earlier this year, and I think they will, and I think it's going to be – an ugly night for the Raiders and a great night for the Chiefs. 34-21. Well, yeah, and the Raiders have shown that they're still on the cutting edge of the COVID-19 protocols this week. I mean, the cutting edge, as good as it gets in football. I don't think I've ever... Yeah, they're on the, the, the knife, literally. They're being cut by it. That's They're on the wrong side of the blade. So you got guys there this week who are not practicing right now. It looks like a lot of them are, will be able to play, but aren't going to be cleared to be back with the team till Saturday, right? Correct me wrong, Mike, if I'm wrong about right. any of those. Saturday or said. Sunday. Right. And what happened the last time? What happened the last time? They got destroyed by the Buccaneers. Yeah, destroyed. I know. I know. I'm, I'm still scared that this game might get moved from Sunday Night Football if one, outbra- and one more outbreak happens with the Raiders or something like that. Listen, I'm with you. I think the Chiefs are going to be pissed off. I think the Chiefs are the better football team. There's no doubt about that. They're not going to get caught sleeping at the wheel. The Chiefs' offense has evolved since that Raiders loss. You know, we heard Patrick Mahomes talk to Peter King about how that game, you know, taught them, you know, we got to be a little less aggressive. Can we learn to be patient, short passing game, run the ball, do that? They've done that ever since then. So I think they'll be ready for whatever Raiders attack they get. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, the, the Chiefs are feast or famine. It's, it's all-out blitz or all-out coverage. That's kind of all they do. It's a little scary against the Raiders because the Raiders can run the ball, as we know, so you want to bring people to the line of scrimmage. But you do that too often, just like the first time around, that could be zoom, you know, Nelson Aguilar, gone. Zoom, Henry Ruggs, gone. So I, I think the Chiefs control the football game. I just can't give them the blowout because of that aspect. And I have them covering, but a touchdown is nothing in the Kansas City Chiefs world. I'm going Chiefs 38-30. They win the game. I think they control it. But because of those factors I talked about with the Raiders offense versus the Chiefs defense, the Raiders hang around even though they're clearly the lesser team. All right. Take us to Monday. All right. Here we go. Monday night football. We're going to Tampa Bay, our matey. And it's presented by Verizon. Just wanted to let you know one more time, matey. All right? Buccaneers favored by four, over under at 48 and a half. Rams coming off one of their biggest wins of the year. Bucks look like they're back on track. Mike, I, I'm, I'm truly intrigued here. Where are you going to go with this one? Buccaneers have stunk in primetime this year, losing to the Bears on the four-down game. Barely beating the Giants on a Monday night and then getting blown off the field at home by the New Orleans Saints. Yes, they did a nice job of getting that nasty taste out of their mouths against the Panthers, but the Rams are one of the best teams the Buccaneers have seen all year long. And and this whole let's practice at night thing. Eh. And Bruce Arians said the team's really tired. He gave them Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off. They'll convene today for their first practice of the week. 
I like, even though I have not been a believer in the Rams this year, we have to acknowledge what we are seeing, and we are seeing a team that is better than I thought they would be. I like the Rams in this one. 27-23. Won't be a blowout, won't be ugly, but I think the Rams have enough to slow down Tom Brady, and you got to watch out for Aaron Donald up the middle, creating havoc, and Tom Brady looking down at the pass rush instead of looking down at his receivers. I think the Rams find a way to win this one. With that offense, going to kind of grind it out and grind it out and grind it out. 27-23, Rams over Bucks. I, I, I certainly could see it. I, I mean, I think this is a, a kind of those coin, one of those coin flip type football games in a lot of ways. My, I'm, my coin flip the other way where I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. You know, again, this is one I, I wouldn't gamble on, certainly. You know, you said it. The Rams are good. The defense is good. And they have playmakers, definitely. I think if I see the Buccaneers team that tries to come out and get in the shotgun and spread it, spread it out and do like they did against the Saints and a few other times this year, I go, the Rams are going to win the game then if they do that. They will. But I got to think, again, last week and what they saw out of their offense and how good it was and how good Brady looked and looked – with also missing some wide-open, deep passes where he probably left 100 yards at least on the field last week. I think I'm going with the Bucks here because of the fact I'm going to rely that they stay with the formula we saw last week. Two tight end sets underneath the center. Run the ball a little bit. Don't let Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald just tee off on Tom Brady all night long. And I think because of that, That'll help them out. It'll get the play action going. The Buccaneers are a much bigger football team than this Rams team that's a little bit more speed predicated on the defensive side of the ball. The other side of the ball, always scared about McVay and everything that goes on there. But I'll just say with the two guys on the edge, JPP and and, and Barrett, with the speed sweeps, outside zone stuff, that's great. The two athletic linebackers in the middle and all the horizontal movement there, that's why I'm going to go with the Bucs. I, I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to go Bucks 27-20, winning at home and putting themselves, you know, right in the thick of things in the NFC. We disagree on six games, awesome. which means if I get the sweep, baby, it's down to five with six weeks to go. I'm not getting the sweep, but we do disagree on six. When we return, our best bets where I've been the king of the world. You are. So far this year, we'll do those when PFTPM and Chris Sims on continue. Wrapping up this Thursday edition of PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned, as we always do, best bets time. Three plays that we really like, and I really like mine today. I like them so much, Chris, I actually got six to choose from. You go first. Man, okay. You're confident and cocky today. Here we go. My first one. I'm going with the Titans on the first one. I just think six and a half points is too much. I'm picking the Titans to win, as you know, by a field goal, and I just I, I think they match up too nicely with Baltimore. They got enough big people to slow down the run game. I don't think Baltimore's pass game is good enough to take advantage of the the issues Tennessee has there. So I'm going with the Titans as my first best bet. I always start with the one I feel most strongly about. Patriots giving only two points at Houston. The Texans are in disarray. Patriots are surging. Give me the Pats. Yeah, I'm I'm going there too. That's my next best bet. You know, they're going to run the ball on this Texans football team, beat them up that way. There's nothing good on the Texans' defense. The Texans' offense can't run the ball. And then we know the Patriots can cover some people. And we think we'll see Gilmore back this week, too, which is another issue there. So with that, yeah, I'm with you. Patriots, best bet, go. 
I'm going down to Jacksonville. Pittsburgh Steelers giving 10. I usually shy away from the double digits, but I think the Steelers are going to exact some revenge on the Jaguars for years of the Jaguars being a thorn in the side. All the way back to remember the game when Bill Cowher seemed to restrain himself from going out on the field to tackle a guy who was returning a blocked field goal in a game back in the 90s. Jaguars are going down, and they're going down hard to the Steelers. Give me the Steelers to cover. Wow, good for you having the guts there. I know, I've thought about that a little bit. I, just, I don't know what it is. I just chickened out with the Steelers. I think the Steelers sleepwalking against the Cowboys a few weeks ago have scared me just a little there. I'm going to Colts. I am. I'm going right there. Indianapolis. I know they're favored by a point and a half. I just think if they win the game, it'll be by more than that. I really do. So, yeah, it's a little risky that way. I picked 24-21. I don't know. I just – I don't – I think they're going to win, and I don't think they're going to win a game by 21-20. I think they match up really well with Green Bay in a lot of ways, as you've heard me explain already. At home, that defense matches up perfectly to stop Aaron Rodgers and company. Uh, I'm going to go there and ride with the Colts. Dolphins giving the Broncos three in Denver. The Dolphins are moving in the right direction. The Broncos yet again mired in mediocrity at best. I love what the Dolphins defense is doing. Two is doing just enough. Yeah, I've got the Dolphins giving those three points. And look, since I'm feeling charitable, folks, if you're if you've got some extra money to spend, if you've been good this year about saving, consider the Browns, Saints and Chiefs as well. I almost went with any of those, so we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm with you with the Dolphins one. I like that for sure. We'll see how the games play out starting tonight with my boy Red going against the Seahawks. See everybody next time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.